0: All right. Are we recording tonight, too? Yes, yes. Okay, so you're getting the appetizer before the main dish. Uh, it's great to be back. On the subject of the food and the fo- the meals, like, I'm actually still full from last year, just so you know. <laughs> wow. You know, when we were coming into the park last year, Heather's like, warning the girls. She's like, you know, we're going into the park. We're probably going to be having a lot of hamburgers and hot dogs. Just be ready for it. Are you kidding me? Like... I don't know how you cook in the circumstances that you're in, but we've been blessed, uh, and we really appreciate the time, and it's just absolutely a joy for, um, for us to be back. For those who uh, may not know my full family or haven't met them yet, uh, Heather is my beautiful wife, and I have two uh, gorgeous daughters, uh, Alyssa, who is 11, and Katie, who is 10. And uh, some of you may remember 11 years ago uh, when we spoke here uh, the previous time, Alyssa was here significantly shorter, um, and uh, she was the one who fed all the squirrels with all of the food we tried to feed her. But um, we're just, uh, we're delighted to be back, and we, we uh, thank the Lord for you. I know we only have five minutes, so I'm going to read one verse to you. You quite likely know this verse, but if you wish, you can turn to it in Luke 24. And this, of course, is the circumstance in which uh, the Lord is walking with the two uh, known as often as as the road to Emmaus or the disciples of the Emmaus road. And they were, of course, bemoaning the fact that of all the circumstances that had occurred. But I just thought it was so beautiful how the Lord, uh, how the, uh, the scriptures describe what the Lord did in verse 27 of Luke 24. And he says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Now we know that conversation didn't go on for hours and hours and hours. It was quite likely longer than forty minutes, but it, it was it was not uh, for days and days. So it would have been impossible for the Lord, of course, to expound every. Oh, now, and we're on. <laughs> um, it would have been impossible for the Lord to go through every Old Testament verse. But I think this gives us justification. And for those of you who were here last year, you remember that I like this uh, overview-like study of the Scriptures where we step back and look at books as a whole. And again, not to get too academic on us, but we know, of course, there are 66 books in the Bible, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, uh, none of them will take you more than two hours or so to read. The whole uh, of the Scripture is, is roughly, depending on how you slice it, uh, about 40 hours of reading, which is not an inordinate amount of reading for any of us to be able to read through the Scriptures in any given year. And I would suggest, as we did last year, that every book of the Bible, because the Bible is written in books, the the chapter divisions and the verse divisions are very administratively helpful to us, But the scripture was written in books, and so it behooves us to often study them in books. And I encouraged many of you last year, and some of you, thankfully, have still been in touch with me, telling me about different uh, books that you've studied. I encourage you to do things like choose one book of the Bible and just read it from start to finish without interruption every day for 30 days. You'll start to see things by that 15th day and the 20th day and the 30th day that you never saw before. Uh, start reading the book only focusing on the verbs, for example, or the individuals, or the pictures that there are of the Lord Jesus in it, every one of these 66 books. And hopefully I have engendered some kind of passion in your hearts to study the Word of God more. And so last year, we looked at a series of books together under a certain theme, where we looked at Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, and, the pro- and the Proverbs. Well, this year, in keeping with this verse that we've just read together— we see a grouping of books together as the prophets. Now, of course, we can't cover all of the prophets. But what I thought would be useful for us to study this year would be to look at what are often called the major prophets. Now, they're not called major because they're more important than the minor prophets. They're called major, uh, generally speaking, because of the length of their books, that they're longer. So there's a lot, in a sense, more material to cover. But again, if we get that balcony view of each book to try and capture the highlights, and in doing so, find pictures of the Lord Jesus, then hopefully we'll be blessed. And I do have handouts for us that I'll bring tomorrow, just a single page for each of those, Lord willing, seven books that we'll look at, six throughout our morning sessions, and uh, either Tuesday or Thursday, perhaps Tuesday, whichever night I'm assigned uh, to do the gospel message, perhaps Tuesday, uh, we'll look at Lamentations together. But we'll start tomorrow with Isaiah, and then we'll go to Jeremiah, and go to Lamentations, and Ezekiel, and Daniel, Uh, And then hopefully we'll have a little bit of time and we'll dip into the minor prophets and look together at Hosea and Joel. And hopefully uh, the Lord will give us insight into the treetops, if I can call it that, no pun intended, so that you can dig down deeper later and see the depth of it. But before I close tonight, let me assure you that although there are multiple books that we'll look at, we're looking at one book, right? The Spirit of God wrote this one book. And there are, marvelous things that we see through these prophets. Of course, the prophets really emerged. And you know it's Joe McHale, right? So you're going to be stuck with dates and times, and I'll I'll test you on it. But you remember that the prophets really emerged around 1100 B.C. You remember our Adam, (laughs) roughly 4,000. Abraham, roughly 2,000. David, roughly uh, 1,000 B.C. Around 1100 B.C., it was pretty clear that the priests were failing. Came to a culmination, of course, with Eli and his sons, Hophni and Phinehas. And it wasn't as if the Lord was done with the priests. Of course not. But the priests failed, and so he raised up the prophets. Of course, ultimately, even from the very start, if Samuel was the first prophet, it was tragic to see that even his sons soon thereafter failed. And as you've heard me say before, if the priests failed, then the prophets failed. Well, then the Lord rose up kings. And the kings failed too. Thank God there's only one prophet, priest, and king who will never fail. That's our Lord Jesus. But these prophets had uh, a beautiful work of God in conveying the message of God to his people. Now, there are times when they actually didn't fully understand the message, to be blunt, but they knew it was from God. There are times when they couldn't distinguish looking to the future, again, much like looking at two mountains, as we saw hundreds of them driving in today, looking at two mountains from a distance, it might look that they're only one, but as you get closer and closer, you find that actually there's a big valley in between. And so at times, they couldn't distinguish between, if you will, will, the first and second coming of Christ. They couldn't appreciate the difference between the suffering Savior and the one who is coming to uh, reign victorious on this planet forever. But they knew that their messages of the Lord. And if I could simplify all of the prophets, I would say they had five major themes. The holiness of God, the sinfulness of man, the judgment of sin, the coming Messiah and His deliverance, and the restoration of His people under the reign of the Messiah. You literally find those five themes in every one of the books we're going to look at. So we're kind of done now. (laughs) Um, If you want to just uh, sleep in in the mornings. No, no, we do encourage you to come. But those are those primary themes. And one of the things, of course, we'll see as we go through is that they had prophecies that were immediately fulfilled. Beautifully so, marvelously so. But many that still were yet to come. In some capacity, we feel that today, don't we? I know unequivocally that Joe McHale is saved and is saved eternally. But the full fruition of that salvation is still to come. The best is yet to come, isn't it? More of Him. Well, I hope this week won't be just academic and learning all the overviews of these books, but will warm your heart to the person of the Lord Jesus. Ken, I'll turn it over to you, bro.